Welcome to the podcast, How to Market You and Your Business by Paul G. Walmsley. This podcast helps entrepreneurs and network marketing professionals create and market their brand so they attract customers and top quality people to their business. Each episode is jam-packed with real-life, battle-tested, cutting-edge marketing tips and strategies. So let's dive right in. Here's Paul. Hello, this is Paul Walmsley and welcome to the podcast, How to Market You and Your Business. I'm sat here, as always, in my apartment in Beverly Hills, California, and I'm really excited tonight to welcome tonight's guest, May Huey from Catch Matchmaking. How's it going, May? Hi, Paul. Thanks for having me. All right. You're welcome. You're welcome. So a little bit of background. I met May probably two years ago and went to her office and met her partner, Katie, And we've kind of kept in touch since, and I've noticed that May likes and comments a little bit on my Facebook posts, and I do the same, so we kind of keep in contact, and we've we've met at events as well. So I'm really excited to welcome May tonight, because the episodes we've had so far have been network marketers, internet marketers, Facebook experts, real estate investors, but we haven't had anybody from... May's niche or business. So this is going to be fun. And I've also had permission from May to have taken a look at our website or landing page, if you will, and got some feedback there to share as well. So looking forward to this one. It's going to be a little bit different, but we'll try and keep to our normal format as well. So I want to pass it over to May. One of the things I do like about what May does on Facebook is that her Facebook page is not all about my business, why you should be a customer and just blasting me all the time with her business. I've been following her fitness regime. Maybe <laughs> share that. Her, her, her running and her half marathons. And I don't know what you did this weekend, but it looked like, a, was it a half marathon you did this weekend? San Francisco marathon. Oh, the full marathon. Yes. All right. Well, all credit. So <laughs> but what May does is great. She, she shares a part of her life and it's not all business. So that's the first tip of the day from wearing my marketing hat. But let me turn it over to you. May, can you share with us a little bit about what you do, and then we'll get into the marketing formula. So over to you. Great. Thank you so much. My name is May Huey, and I started a boutique matchmaking company here in Los Angeles, catering to busy professionals in Los Angeles and Orange County. And we started our business from the ground up. How I kind of got into the matchmaking business was when I turned 30, I thought, hey, I'm a good catch. You know, I have a good job. I have good friends, good social network, but I just couldn't do online dating. And I just thought it was really tough. And there just had to be a more dignified way of meeting eligible men. So I signed up for a matchmaking company and I just thought they were horrible. So then I thought, wow, there can be really a business in this. So I've always had that in the back of my mind coming through a corporate company. I was there for about 11 years. And finally, I said, I just want to be my own business person, my own entrepreneur. And I kind of got the idea of starting a dating service. And here I am eight years later. So I catch matchmaking in Los Angeles. Nice. So did you go cold turkey? Did you quit your job and go straight into this? Or did you wean yourself over? How, How did that transition work? 
I actually went cold turkey. I quit my job. I had a little bit of savings and I thought, okay, I could not work for two years and really focus on my new business. So I landed completely in the deep end and said, let me just go for it. A hundred percent. I'm all in. Wow. So, wow. Yes. That's, that's <laughs> impressive. So not many people can do that. Not many people have two years with a savings built up, if that's what you were saying there, but that's fantastic to do that. So what was the biggest challenge you had. I know when I quit my job or or, or changed careers and started working from home, I went through the honeymoon period at first where I was like, cool, I can go to Starbucks and sit there with my laptop and kind of people watch and look like I'm I'm busy. And, And then I went through the cabin fever period where I was like, oh my God, I just walk to Starbucks every day and I don't really hang out with anyone anymore and I don't have a laugh at work and you know, this is kind of boring or scary. So what, what what kind of things did you go through when you went all in in your own business? I thought the biggest challenge for me was, I don't think I'm going to be motivated enough to wake up every morning at a certain time, get dressed and hop on the computer or go to work. I really thought that would be a challenge. Like, wow, that's, I don't know how people do that. But I guess once this is your only livelihood and you're pretty much 100% commission because what you make Mm -hmm. is what you earn. That really motivated me. I had no problems getting motivated and getting to work, if you will, when I woke up in the mornings. What I did find out was it was really, really boring to do this by myself. That was not motivating when I had to go to chamber meetings by myself, networking meetings by myself. I just really felt like, man, this is such a sexy job. I just needed like a partner to do this with so I could bounce ideas off of. Mm -hmm. So that's when I recruited my friend Katie and said, hey, you want to come and work with me? Because it just happened that she just got laid off from the same company. And I said, just do this with me. And she did. And that just totally made work so much more exciting and not boring. (laughs) And did it keep each of you accountable as well? Absolutely. That made us really want to work and also want to report to each other what we were doing. So it wasn't like we were wasting time. But when you start your own business, we did have a lot of time. We would go to all kinds of networking functions because we're just getting our name out there and handing out business cards and shaking hands and that kind of stuff. So it was fun. It was you know a slow process, but it was a lot more entertaining to have another person to talk to about right. the work. Right. Okay. So yeah. if, you, if you were doing it again now, what would you do different? If I were to do it again now, I would probably do the same thing, but have a business person right off the bat. Because what happened with Catch Matchmaking and starting the business was I developed the whole website, the concept, you know, all that verbiage was my doing. Everything was me. But if I had someone else, that would have been a lot easier. Because once Katie came on board, we revised everything anyway. So I would probably start off with somebody. And how we get along so well is because we aren't best friends. You know, we weren't always hanging out. Like we knew each other, but we both knew we had strong work ethic. So that's kind of how we found each other just through a friend of a friend kind of deal. But if I had to do it again, I would probably start off with somebody and then get their input right away. Because pretty much when I started catch matchmaking by myself, I probably not wasted, but I had these ideas for about a year. And then it could have maybe instead of taking me a year to get to that point, it might have just taken me three months, you know, if I had someone to bounce ideas off of. Right, right. That's a good point. And a lot of people, 
they're kind of scared to work with other people or, or be accountable, but it does make a huge difference. And, and I'm in that stage now. I'm, uh, I know somebody online that I look up to that always posts really good things and, and he kind of gives me feedback on mine. And this guy is really, really good. And he's also really, really expensive. But I'm just at the stage where I'm like, you know what? I got to get serious. I really got to get serious. And I'm going to reach out to him and just get on with it because it, it, it will completely change the energy. When you've got someone accountable and someone to work with, then it cuts out all the bad habits and the procrastination. You mm-hmm. agree? You agree? Oh, absolutely. I absolutely agree. All right, cool. Well, thanks for that. As all of our regular listeners know, we always start off the episode using the marketing formula, I help X do Y even if Z. Today, doing research for the show, I googled matchmaking Beverly Hills and I just looked at the front page of Google and I looked at every single listing there And again, it's crying out for those listings to tell me in 10, 15 seconds what they do and why I should, you know, consider hiring them as my matchmaker. And and, and a lot of them are just doing the generic, basic kind of mistakes. So it's really, really important that you may mention there, she did a lot of networking, and I'm sure she still does. And when you're in an environment at the coffee shop or at a networking event or your website, you need to get across instantly what you do who you do it for, and what obstacles you can overcome for that customer. So I help X do Y, even if Z. My example I always give is I help soccer moms earn an extra 500 to to $1,000 a month, even if they only have five hours a week available. Super simple. Okay, mate, over to you. I help men meet quality women, even if they are busy, newly single, or rusty at dating. Very good. All right. Well, that's that's simple. Now, could you refine it to, instead of just men, could you refine it a little bit more? What particular kind of men do you oh, want to work with? I help CEO and entrepreneurs meet quality men or quality women, even if they are busy, newly single or rusty at dating. Okay. No, that's good. Yeah. So if you're at a, and you can always change it, whoever you're talking to. So if you're, mm-hmm. at, a, if you're at a networking event and it is CEOs, Right. You can say, I only help CEOs mm-hmm. and then the, the Y and the Z. Yeah, so you can change it up and you can even have different landing pages for each of those different ones. You can have mm-hmm. one for CEOs, one for entrepreneurs, one for athletes, one for newly divorced. You can design a landing page for five or six different types of men and drive the traffic to them and see which ones are hotter than the others. Mm-hmm. And then Great just, idea. Yeah, and then you're saying, wow, actually the CEOs are crushing it, so let's just put more of our effort there and forget the others. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things we all mistakes we make in marketing. We want to help everybody, mm-hmm. and we don't want to say, well, I'm not going to work with that kind of person anymore. But that's so refreshing and so so powerful when you say, well, yeah, I've worked with athletes before as an example, and they're kind of pain in the you-know-what, so I'm over that. I'm going to work with this kind of person now. And new people or new people new to marketing are so scared of saying, no, I don't want to work with that kind of person. But it's so powerful when you do that. So yeah, maybe try that. Maybe kind of mix it up a little bit and, and see which of maybe five different kind of men start looking more promising and there's more results there and maybe you'll just end up you know niching down a little bit more mm-hmm. right right that was a good one though thank you for putting the effort in there so obviously you're having success you've been doing this for he said eight years yes okay perfect so in your marketing the marketing side of your business what would you say can you share what is the biggest marketing success you've had or having and, and pass on the lessons you've learned to us 
I think the biggest success that we've learned along the way is really building your list from day one. It's getting the people who are interested in your product or your services and be part of your email list. And that is how you create your audience. And because we're one of the unique matchmaking companies out there, we also have singles events. So that makes a little bit more sense for us to build our list by accumulating a lot of singles to send out our newsletters to, to get them to come to our singles mixers. And how do you, how do you build this list? Again, back to the networking, the going to the chamber meetings, different women's professional leagues or art gallery opening, meeting people at Starbucks, anyone that wants to be part of your list, which is basically getting their email addresses. So anyone that comes to our events, we have them sign in at the door with their email address and then just continue to blast them with our events and dating tips and things like that. Okay. And is it women you're having on your list or men? Both women and men. So what do you say to the women? Do women hire you or or do men hire you? The men are the paying clients. So they're the ones who are hiring us. The women join our exclusive database for free. So that's their incentive to be in the know with what we're doing. So sometimes we might blast, hey, I have three bachelors that signed up this week. We're looking for X, Y, and Z. Let me know if you want to meet him or if you know someone that might be a good match for him. Because you know women, we're always so helpful and we're so nosy that we want to help our friends or our neighbors or coworkers or bosses. So that's how we get a lot of women to be part of our database is just from word of mouth. All right. So looking at your webpage, your landing, well, it's not even a line, your, your webpage when I was on Google and looking at the others that are out there. Just to kind of refresh our listeners, there's the idea of what's called the lead magnet. So a lead magnet is basically something you provide to the visitor of your webpage in a, as a bribe so that they will give you their email address in exchange for your goodie, your, mm-hmm. your, your report or your free something. Right. So going through all the competitors of yours and going on yours as well, when we go to your website, I like the fact that there's a video right away, and I like the fact that it's not a five-minute video. It's less than one and a half minutes, so that's good. But what I would suggest is, so I'm saying it from a guy point of view, all right? So Mm -hmm. as a guy, I'm not interested in how long you've been in business. I'm not interested in your office. I'm I'm not saying this rudely, hopefully not anyway, but (laughs) I'm not interested in the office or the business or the length of time, I want to know, can you help me? And also, I want you to kind of teach me something. So on yours, it says, enter your email address below to receive information on our latest singles events, juicy dating tips, and special offers. So what I would suggest is instead of that, blast me, hit me between the eyes right there and then with a video that gives me something juicy right up front. And the best lead magnet I have ever heard of, and it's perfect for your business, I study this all the time. And there was some guy had a, his business was, for want of a better term, to teach guys how to pick up women. He was one of these pickup artists, whatever, mm-hmm. you, whatever you want to call them. And his lead magnet is brilliant. His lead magnet said, you know, enter your email address here, and I'm going to show you how you know when the woman wants to be kissed. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh boy. <laughs> And I was studying this for marketing, but I signed up for that lead magnet right there and then. He sent, you know, sent me the report 
And a lead magnet needs to be, first of all, juicy enough for me to say, well, I was just kind of browsing here, but boom, you're having my email address Mm -hmm. because it was so powerful. And then that lead magnet needs to provide something that instantly I can use. So I read that and I was like, oh man. (laughs) Sold. Yeah, that's good stuff. (laughs) I had no idea. I I, I didn't realize I was so clueless. (laughs) So that has now immediately put that guy on a separate level to everybody else, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. Because Great idea. Yeah, so he's given me something for free and he's blown my mind because it's so good. So with your landing page or your, your first page, I would say, because you're attract, you want to attract paying men, something along the lines of, hey, thanks for stopping by. There's a million matchmaking sites out there. Big deal, whatever. We think we're great. However, we're going to prove it. Put your email address in here right now, and we're going to teach you right away, boom, whether it's, you know, how do you know your date is ready to be kissed or whatever it mm-hmm. is. Right. So I'm putting my bloody email address in there right away. I want to know that. <laughs> I want to know that. Yeah. So none of your competitors on page one of Google's doing that. Mm-hmm. So okay. Most, Good idea. Yeah. Maybe that is a consideration. So what you do well, which I really like, is you have all these YouTube videos. And I just, mm-hmm. I've watched some and I think hun- video number 107 uh-huh. was yes. one I watched. So you do a lot of that. And I, but on your web page, I kind of see it somewhere, juicy dating tips on the left, but t- mm-hmm. tiny. So maybe your landing page could say, if you, you know, you're going to love this first tip and we have another 107 waiting for you. Right. I'm in. I'm right. boom. You've got my email address in half a second. I don't know you have 107 of them though looking at your page. Right. That makes, right. That makes yeah, sense to kind that's of. That's a great idea. You know, to, mm-hmm. to hit me with that. Okay. So I'm hopefully not picking on May here and it's hopefully <laughs> helping, but anyone else listening, take a look at your first page because you only have three to five seconds to grab your visitors' attention because Facebook's pinging, the texts are coming in, the dog needs walking or whatever it is. <laughs> So you've got to get their attention in three to five seconds and look at everyone else on the front page of Google for your keywords and do different to them because everybody else sucks. I promise you, I'm looking at the front page of Google now from May. She puts a couple of little changes in here. She's going to crush it. Another thing I've noticed with your page and every single page on the front page of Google, none of you have a retargeting pixel on your front page. What is that? All right, good. Glad you asked. <laughs> so, and this is huge. So, statistics show that about 96% of people who visit your site don't do a thing. They get there, have a look around, they're too busy, they're gone. You've lost them. Okay. If you put, and again, this is a whole different topic, but just want to drop this in there. If you put a Facebook retargeting pixel on the header of your web page, and it's super easy to do, when somebody comes to your web page, the 96 out of 100 that disappear, this Facebook pixel grabs their email address and puts them in an audience in Facebook so you can then advertise to that audience. Really crazy stuff. But you'll know when you go and check something. I'll give you an example. Somebody asked me about my book today. So I took them to Amazon. I said, yeah, here it is. The next time I went to Yahoo Finance, there was an Amazon ad from my book. Mm-hmm. And it's like a lot of people see it, they go, do, 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 Big Brother, Facebook, Amazon. Right. And it's super simple to do. So if you put a Facebook retargeting pixel on your page, 
the 96 out of 100 that disappear, you can set up a whole Facebook marketing campaign so the next time they're on Facebook or you can do it through Google AdWords and so the next time they're on Yahoo Finance or whatever, boom, there's your catch matchmaking little ad there again and they'll go, wow, these guys are good. They're all over the place. I better look into this or, oh, thank, thank, that reminds me, you know, I had, I had to go and tend to the door or whatever or the baby needed diaper chains but, but now that reminds me, I've got to go and check these guys out again. Boom. So no one on the front page of Google is doing that. So I'm more than happy to show you how to do that another time. The only thing is that Facebook doesn't allow any matchmaking company to advertise. So, but I guess I could do it with Google ads, right? You can do it with Google ads, but also yeah. you can do it. You don't have to do it as, a, you can do it as, and we're going to get creative here. What Facebook want you to do now, what Google want you to do is not to advertise your business right up front. They want you to provide content and value so you could and you know you have to get the ad approved so we can kind of work on that but you could provide on facebook hey here's a report on knowing if the girl's ready to be kissed doesn't have to you know be straight away matchmaking Mm -hmm. so it's it's a way of providing value facebook like this they rank it now they give you a quality score so you're providing this report again that they didn't sign up for on your landing page but they see it again on Facebook and they go, yeah, I want to know that. Boom. And then that's how you get their email address. So, yeah, they don't want you to be hitting them with an ad for matchmaking, but you can certainly provide uh, help mm-hmm. and you just got to be a little bit creative. Right. Uh, provide you, other value for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right. So, all right. So that's, we got off on a little bit of a tangent there, but it's all good stuff. So anybody listening, that whole Facebook retargeting thing's probably blowing your mind. You can go to Facebook.com and you can actually get free training on all this. And if you go to the show notes for this episode at my website, which is howtomarketyouandyourbusiness.com, I'll put a link in the show notes and you can click on that and there's an entire training from Facebook on how to do this. So, And it's all free of charge. So definitely look into that. So your success story is being out and about, grabbing email addresses and then following up with that. So that's good. What would you say is the biggest setback you've had in marketing you and your business? Biggest setback. Well, what we've learned was being in business for a couple of years, what we really should have done sooner was hire a admin person or somebody that can do our menial admin tasks for $10 an hour, or $15 an hour, whatever that may be. So it could free up our time for revenue generating tasks. So that's what we found out that we should have done sooner, which was a regret in starting our business and not hiring someone to help us out with that a lot quicker for us to get on to bigger and better things, things that were more profitable or other ways to work on our business and expand our brand and that kind of stuff. Okay, that's a common mistake. And anybody listening, the best book for this would be The E-Myth from Michael Gerber. And the entire book is basically says you need to work on your business and not in your business. And that's what May's saying there. You and uh, Katie would have been working in your business, doing all the, you know, the fluff, all the, all the admin. <laughs> and as you say, you're taking your time doing that when you could be out and about doing your networking. So everybody gets freaked out. Can I afford to hire somebody? You know, I can't, I'm struggling to pay the bills. I can't pay somebody else as well. But there's virtual assistants, there's Fiverr, there's interns, you can be, there's your 12-year-old daughter, whatever, whatever it takes. Just, you know, learn from May there. We've all made that mistake, but try and learn from May early there. Don't leave it two years. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for sharing that. 
Okay, so next question. When you're putting your head on the pillow and you're thinking about work, your business, when you're, when you're at work during the day, driving to work, what's the biggest marketing challenges you're facing right now? Our biggest marketing challenge that we're facing right now probably would be that we didn't do enough research or market research quizzing people about the gay clientele. So eight years into the business or seven years rather, we started a gay division, which means instead of setting up the heterosexual men and women, we decided, you know what, there has to be room for a gay matchmaking company in LA. So what we found out was that the gay men and women in LA, they don't need a matchmaking service. They actually really prefer events or the speed dating events, that's been really, really popular. So I think what we should have done was get the market research and find a way to see if there was a need for the gay matchmaking business versus just jumping in and saying, let me invest all this money in the database and website and advertisement when really that didn't come out as well as we hoped it would. So I guess for us, it was, let's just stick to the basic formula that what we've been doing well at, which is servicing CEOs, entrepreneurs, men, the career guy next door, instead of, hey, let's branch out and start a whole new division. Okay, that's beautiful. That's such so many tips there and so many things we can talk about. So we all do that. We all get a vision of, of expanding and then, yeah, making the mistake of business cards and websites and all this stuff. And, and then, you know, the build it and they'll come kind of uh, <laughs> attitude. Right. And if you read the book, The Lean Startup from Eric Ries, or if you, if you do any studying of, of people like uh, Ryan Dice with uh, Digital Marketer or Russell Brunson from ClickFunnels, they all say you've got to test, 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 and you've got to validate first. So the way May could have validated, is there a business idea in that community, in that niche, you only get true validation, the theory goes, when three people have paid and said, I'll pay for that service. So if you're reaching out thinking, is there an opportunity for us in that specific niche, you can kind of test first and say, hey, you know, you can go to forums or networking events where that specific avatar is, mm-hmm. ask questions, come up with an event possibly, hey, we're thinking of putting on this kind of event, would you come? Yes, tickets are 20 bucks, you sell 20 tickets, you've got something to work with. And you can sell all these things up front and then think, man, we've got to put this event on. Or you can come up with, a, again, a report or a video or something where you're saying, does this help? Would this help you? Is this satisfying a need? And you, do, and you don't even need to write the report. Just come up with a title. Just kind of keep asking for, for feedback. And, and I did this when I wrote my, my first book. I basically set up a Facebook group for network marketers and I did a 30-day accountability program. And we worked together for 30 days and I kept testing things. Would, is this useful? Is, would this work for you? Are you having a challenge with that? By the end of the 30 days, I absolutely knew exactly what the book title should be and exactly what the three main points the book should cover. And that's before I wrote the book. And the same with, with May there with the, trying a new niche. People listening now, don't go and buy you know, business cards and spend a thousand bucks on a website. Don't spend anything at all. Do the research first, and as soon as you've got three people that say, I would get my credit card out and do and, and buy that or use that, then you've validated a need, then go and build it. Go and build that business. 
do it that way around because like May did, she, that was a mistake she made. I've made that mistake many times and, and we all have. So let's, again, the idea of this podcast is to learn from May, learn from me and not make the same mistakes, correct? Correct. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> so that's, that's a mistake from the past, but what's keeping you awake tonight? What's going to, when are you going to think about tonight when you go to bed? Tonight? Um, let's see. Well... Actually, everything is going well. Kind of be careful along the same lines is I know at one point in time, we also had five employees. Now we're down to two. And then now I'm thinking, gosh, can we really do the work with just one other employee and not two employees? I hope, so I, I, hope, think, I hope your two employees aren't listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> but that all comes with, you know, are we not maximizing our employees and giving them more responsibilities so they're can consistently challenge at the job. So it's not kind of stale for them where they're not getting excited to come to work. So I think maybe, yeah, if my employees aren't listening to this, I don't care if they do, but <laughs> we've had the conversations before, so they know what's up. But yeah, I mean, looking back, you know, you just got to be careful that you don't hire people, so many people before figuring out how to expand. And I guess if we need to go downsizing one employee is because we no longer need an employee for the gay division if we're no longer going to be, you know, continuing the gay division of our company. Right. So, right. Okay. All right. Cool. So that's, uh, again, another challenge to, to work on there. Okay. So if you don't mind me, I'm just going to pay a couple of bills. Is that okay? Okay. All right. So I always go, this is the part of the, the podcast where I, uh, I just basically reach out to all of you listening, and I'm sure every single person listening to this podcast, because you're tech savvy, I'm sure you all shop online, I'm sure you all book flights online, hotels, car rentals, take advantage of Groupon deals, living social, that kind of thing. And if you do, make sure you go to this website first, and it is www.myownmoneybike.com. Dot com. When you go to that website, right in the middle of the website, there's a green button and it says sign up for free. All you do is put in your email address, make up a password for that site, and then continue on to the Target or the Southwest Airlines or Travelocity or Hertz Rent-A-Car, wherever you were going to go anyway, and go ahead and, and book and buy whatever you're going to do. What you'll find is by going through the website... The website has affiliate marketing arrangements with each of those companies. And when you send your money to Target.com, as an example, you're going to receive some of your own money back as a cashback reward. And it's not Mickey Mouse. It's a decent amount. Target will pay up to 7% back from just buying whatever you bought at Target that you're going to buy anyway. So it's an amazing way to shop online at the exact same stores you were going to go to, their same websites, buying the same products at the same price. But because of going through this simple website, you're going to get some of your own money back. So go to www.myownmoneyback.com. If you don't, you're nuts. All right, let's get back to May here. It's a great, great episode so far. So going into the six-pack round, and I know we've met personally, and so you know that I don't have a six-pack, I'm sure. I'm sure <laughs> you've figured that out. So once a week I do, though, when I do these interviews. So I call this the six-pack round. So we're going to go six questions, 30 seconds apiece, roughly. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So the first question is, what's the best marketing book you've ever read? Well, I guess for me, it's a little bit different. I'm constantly reading books on relationships and dating and matchmaking and self-help books. That's kind of what helps me with my business. And that would be Marry Him, The Case for Settling for Mr. Good Enough. 
by Lori Gottlieb. As far as a marketing book, a business book, again, it would probably be another matchmaking or that kind of book. To help me get started with my business, I read the Beverly Hills Matchmaker book by Marla Martinson, who's a fellow matchmaker friend of mine. Okay, yeah, I looked at her website earlier. Okay, so let me ask you this then. So to take your business to the next level, do you need to be better at matchmaking or do you need to be better at marketing? I think I need to be better at marketing, of course, to get my name out there and my brand and getting more clients to click on our website page and things like that. Okay. And and again, I'm not beating May up in any way, shape or form. I hope she'll continue to speak to me after this. (laughs) But that's brilliant that that came out because most of us think in order to get better at my business, I want to get better at my skill, whether it's a chiropractor or a matchmaker or a dentist. And that's not going to make you better at your business. It's the marketing because clearly May knows what she's doing. There's no question. I've met her a number of times, been to her office. Clearly, May knows what she's doing. But, and again, just teasing her, when I mentioned Facebook retargeting, it was like, what was that? You know, that's going to make a much bigger difference than becoming a a little bit better matchmaker. And again, I'm not beating May up, but all, (laughs) all of you guys listening, look at yourself, say, yes, but I love learning more about what I do. And that's perfectly fine. But it's the marketing side of things that's going to increase your bottom line. It's more leads coming in, converting those leads, generating business with those leads. That's where the money is. All of you listening, I'm sure, are very, very good at whatever your particular expertise is. Instead of getting better at that, get better at the marketing. And so I'm going to jump off my soapbox now. So I'm sorry for that. All right. Best marketing tool that you're currently using? Best marketing tool probably would be Yelp and eye contact. Those are two great tools as far as for us to how to get more business and to reach our audience and for us to be the expert in what we do. First time we've had Yelp mentioned on the episode so far, so thank you for that. Yelp gets 100 million visitors per month. It's crazy. And most people have no clue how to benefit from that. So how do you use Yelp in your business, mate? Well, I'm a big Yelper myself, just going to restaurants and things like that. As you can see on my Facebook postings, I'm always posting food. Mm -hmm. So I use Yelp for a bunch of things. And I'm hoping people out there use Yelp to find love, find a good dating agency, a reputable one. And basically, it's the reviews. It's People going in, reading about other people's experiences, no different than why people are tuning in here is they're listening to other podcasts and listening to how other people's experiences have come about with their own. So Yelp is great for just, I mean, so many visitors visit the Yelp page and a lot of our happy clients and sometimes unhappy clients go on Yelp to leave a review. And the thing is, whether it's a positive review or a negative review, Yelp gives you the opportunity to give feedback or to comment on it. And by commenting on a negative review shows that, gosh, this business owner is, you know, paying attention to what goes on on their Yelp page and that they care. And some of the things you can explain your version of what happened and you can kind of re-educate the viewers out there about your business. So... Whether it's a negative review or a positive review, it's still a good thing on Yelp. Right, beautiful. Thanks for sharing that. I'm, I, of course, while we're speaking, I go I go to Yelp and I put matchmaking services near Beverly Hills. Number one, catch matchmaking. Seventy-one reviews. It's a great looking page. You got the photographs in and everything. And you're right, there are five star reviews. There's a and there's opportunities, like you say, for you to respond to reviews that aren't so 
super hot. And that's really good. You don't want to go to a company that's got five-star review, five-star review, five-star review, because that looks a little bit suspicious. So you're right. So again, anybody listening to this, go to Yelp, put in your niche, make sure you own your business listing on Yelp and get it up to date and start generating reviews on there. Because again, 100 million people a month go to Yelp. And as, as May said, there are Yelpers out there. It's a whole subculture of, <laughs> it's, and they get stars and, and, and all kinds of, yeah, it's crazy. It's like a whole society, <laughs> isn't it? It's, it's fascinating. So thanks for being the first one of my guests to mention Yelp. And that's an amazing right there because most people have no clue the power of it. So thank you for that. Marketing advice. So you've been in business eight years now. You you work with CEOs. You work with entrepreneurs. You're networking like crazy. What's the best marketing or business advice you've ever been given? To ask for a referral. I think a lot of times we work so hard day in and day out with what we're doing and what's in front of us. We forget that you have a whole army of salespeople, whoever you come in contact with. So, for example, all the clients that I've touched who were happy with our services, you just got to ask for a referral. Hey, the biggest compliment you could give me is refer a neighbor, a coworker, a friend of a friend, you know, keep me in mind when you go out to the bars with your single girlfriends, if they're talking about how much they hate online dating, I would love to hear from them and let them know that our service for women are free and that kind of stuff. I think asking for a referral is huge. That's something I didn't learn until maybe three years into my own business. Okay, so that's very powerful. Can I give you a couple of ideas for that? Mm-hmm, sure. Okay, so one of the most successful people in network marketing, a guy called Richard Brook, he shared at a convention I was at, he said, I'm going to give you two words that'll revolutionize your business. So we're like, okay, pen out, let's go. And he said, with people, the two words. And we're like, what? And he basically invites his prospects to a a typical network marketing presentation at a restaurant or a hotel or a hotel or a big event or whatever it is. And he invites them and he says, okay, so I want you to, you know, I'm going to meet you there. I want you to be there at 6.30 on Tuesday with people. And the person says, what do you mean with people? And he always says, well, there's no point coming on your own. You've got to bring a couple of your friends as well, because I'm sure you want to bounce ideas off with them and get their feedback also. And every time he invites someone, he always says, be there at six or whatever with people. Now, not everybody does, but he just drops that in there because if he didn't put that in there, most people would never think of going with someone else. Mm -hmm. So that's just one little thing for all of us listening. When you invite someone, say, hey, yeah, come come for coffee on Tuesday and bring somebody or bring two friends or something. So just always pop that in there. It's not necessarily asking for a referral, Mm -hmm. but it's just encouraging, hey, yeah, bring a buddy with you. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah, Yeah. that'll help over the year, you know, spread it out over a year. And then when you're asking for referrals, and I did this for six years as a a commission-only life insurance agent, and it was all referral business, if you ask, well, two things, if you read the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People, which I'm sure you've read, that always states that people have no interest in you whatsoever. They don't care whether you need referrals. They don't care whether you're building a business through word of mouth. They have no interest in that. It's just human nature. We all care about ourselves and we've got to all admit it. And it's, it's true. <laughs> it is. So instead of putting across referrals, hey, can you help me with referrals? You've got to try and put it across as a benefit. You know, mm-hmm. you know you're happily married and I'm sure you've got a couple of friends. You know, do you have any friends that aren't, you know, that are single, that have come out of divorce? 
yeah, I do, you know. And you can kind of have fun with them. Are they grumpy? Are they moody? Are they, you know, not fun to be around anymore? Yes, they are. Great. Introduce me to them. Let's see if we can match them with their perfect match, and then they'll be more fun to hang around with. And they'll mm-hmm. go, oh, wow, good idea. So now it's a benefit to that person to tell you about a friend. Right. As opposed to, well, I don't really want to tell my friend about May yet because, you know, it's kind of weird that I'm, I'm kind of, you know, prying into her business. <laughs> Put it across as a benefit. Hey, your friend's going to be more fun if she's, you know, in love again. Oh, yeah, good idea. Boom. <laughs> Call her. So, so that's a, an example there. Of, and then the final point is when you ask for referrals, make it specific. So if you say to someone now, hey, do you know of any friends that are looking to, you know, start dating again? Then they're like, oh, well, you know, I'll kind of keep my eye out. You know, I'll list, you know, if anyone at work. But if you say, do you know any newly divorced women? Silence in my book. Shut the hell up. <laughs> they're going to come back and say, uh, yeah, I do. Susan. Great. Boom. And now you've got someone to focus in on. Mm-hmm. So ask them a really specific question. If you're looking for men paying customers, who do you know who's a CEO, who's single, had a nightmare of a divorce? Guy I played golf with. What's his name? Joe. I need to speak to him. And that just zeroes my brain into this particular person. If you say to me, and I work with 50 guys, do you know anyone at work who's looking to start dating or having a nightmare? I'd be like, yeah, well, maybe this guy, maybe that guy. Right. And, and I end up giving you nobody. <laughs> right. So right. if you can focus in who's the most successful guy in your office that's single, boom. Okay, I need to speak to him. It's that, great, yes. yeah. So that Good points. Okay, cool. All right, so best, you go to a lot of events, so what's the best marketing, networking, business event you've ever been to? Probably the iDate conference in Las Vegas. And I know in our dating industry, there's many, many conferences and seminars and whatnot, but I think that was the best one for us. And now knowing what I know, I'm trying to go to at least one dating conference a year because there are so many. I can't hit all of them every single year. But I think it's important for us to continue learning and to continue networking with other matchmakers so we can bounce ideas off each other and help each other and also match our clients with their clients. Okay. And what was the biggest takeaway from the last event you went to? Biggest takeaway is that there are a lot of single people enough for all of the matchmakers to work together. And I know it sounds kind of hokey or weird that, wait, you're networking with someone that's a competitor, but there's so many single people that I don't really view the other matchmakers as competitors. I view them as allies because it would just behoove us to not set up my paying guy client with their paying women client. So I think that was the biggest takeaway is that we can learn from each other and not to, you know, picture them as a competitor and not even be friendly to them. So, okay. So let me ask you this. And the, the juices are flowing now, man. Okay. So let me ask you this. So I'm a competitor of yours in Beverly Hills. Mm-hmm. I know you're professional. I know you're really good at what you do. And I'm, I meet with somebody and I, and, I, and they're not necessarily a good fit for my agency or my matchmaking service what is it about your firm that would make me think aha they need to go and speak to me well we have a lot of the women in our database are local which a lot of the men that we come across only want to meet local women they're not interested in meeting a woman in new york or florida so i think that's our special niche is 
we deal with local women in Orange County and Los Angeles. At least right now we do. And also we have a little niche where we have a lot of Asian women. So that kind of just happened because Katie and I are both Asian. A lot of men think, oh, if I want to meet Asian women, I think me and Katie will have a lot of them. So that kind of just happened organically where we developed another part of the business, I guess, another division. It's under another website. But I think that's why people use us is the personalized service. It's not, hey, there's 10 employees here and we're all over the country and you call us at an 800 number and you're going to get a voice recording. It's you call me at eight o'clock at night on my cell phone, I will probably answer it. Or if you email me at a random time, I'll probably answer it. So it's just a very personalized service that we offer that that's not something you can teach people or teach your employees. It's just, it just kind of happens because this is our company and our brand and we're going to do whatever it takes to be successful because I don't have another job to fall back on. I'm not one of those matchmakers that do this part-time and I'm a hairdresser. You know, it's like, this is what I do. So, so could you test, could you validate with all the Beverly Hills or the LA or the Orange County dating agencies or matchmaking agencies, could you test and say to them, if you come across a CEO that is interested in Asian women, send them to us, we're the experts, we're the specialists. Do you think you could kind of test that and provide some value to the other matchmaking services, the other agencies, so that when they come across the CEO that wants to date Asian ladies, they go, boom, that's not our niche. We don't have a, a, a lot available and maybe using the wrong terms, but the best people we know that, that can help you are May and Katie. Yes, they do do that. Some of them do, some of them don't. It depends who you ask. But if they feel like they have enough women to introduce to that man, or if they feel like, hey, that's an easy guy to recruit for, then they'll probably just service them themselves. Because we don't take on paying women clients. If a woman approached us and said, hey, I want to be proactive and I want to hire a matchmaker, I would refer them out to somebody that I trust and Mm -hmm. say, hey, you know what? I don't take on female clients right now. However, there are one or two matchmakers in Los Angeles that I would actually refer my friends to. Why don't you check out these people? So then I would send their email and contact info to the matchmaker and introduce them via email. Okay, okay. So, all right, so just... Again, expanding on this, could you say to these other agencies, just like a JV, a joint venture, internet marketers do it all the time, where they say, if can you market to your entire database that if you're looking for, in Orange County and Beverly Hills, if you're looking to date Asian women, that we are the matchmaking service to go to, and we'll split the revenue 50-50. And I'm just brainstorming here. Um, probably not (laughs) because I don't think they would want to give up the opportunity of helping a guy that they have the opportunity to help because they would want to a, you know, service him and take the revenue. And then because we do help each other out, they would probably just reach out to me and say, Hey, may I have this great guy. He's looking for an Asian woman. Do you have anyone for him? And I would probably say, sure, no problem because they would help me out with another match later so yeah okay well i'm just throwing ideas out there and you know just things to kind of think about because i'm looking at this purely as a marketing person right and i probably won't sleep tonight 
because I'm going to, my brain's already worried <laughs> thinking, oh man, we could do this, we could do that, we could do this, we could do that. So, but yeah, just give it some thought. And again, don't suddenly open up a new whole new division for it tomorrow. Right. Do the testing and just reach out and say, hey, would this would this work, do you think? And you only need one or two to say, yeah, let's give it a go. And, and suddenly it could start, go, you know, snowballing and you could be the go-to agency for that specific right. niche. Right. And, and, and everyone wins. All right, cool. So question number five, the best part of what you do. So either as an entrepreneur or just the satisfaction of getting people to fall in love. What's the best part of what you do? People thanking us and sending us wedding invitations or gifts as thank you so much for helping me find a new boyfriend, a new wife, a fiance. That's really, really exciting, especially when they start having kids and then they invite you to their kids' birthday parties or, you know, send you pictures. I think that's really special. I think that is really rewarding because these two people or this family wouldn't have started without our help. So yeah, that's the best part of what we do is just having an impact on people's lives that, you know, can make them so happy. Okay. So one of the things I've learned from all these different marketing events I go to is on your webpage, on the first part of the webpage, you need to have somewhere that is a demonstrates a transformational story about, and the usual formula is, this was me, this was the challenge I was having, then I met May and Katie at Catch Matchmaking, and this is what happened. Mm -hmm. So looking at your website now, I do see a link that says testimonials, but I've got to find it. It doesn't jump out at me. Mm -hmm. And I click on that, and this is live stuff here, and there are some ones there, but try if you can and so, you know, p people may want to be more private, but if you can find just one person that'll make a 45 second video that says, this was me, I realized if I didn't do anything, I was going to end up like this, <laughs> but then I reached out to May and Katie and boom, we have four kids and whatever, right. whatever it is. If you can right. get just one of those, and if you can get that on the front page of your website and even better say... The way I ended up working with Catch Matchmaking was boom, and here's a you know subscribe. They're gonna they're gonna send you a video once a week, and they'll coach you and teach you. It's amazing. They're way above and beyond anybody mm -hmm. else. Something like that, right? Because you you do have great testimonials clearly, but I don't see them in the first five seconds. Mm -hmm. They're not jumping out at me. Right. And again, anyone else listening to this, just look at your own website, and I'm sure you all have great stories of doing an amazing job for people. Don't hide them. Have them there. Remember, you've got three, four, five seconds for people to say, okay, I want to know more, or oh, no, I've just got a text. I'm done. I'm gone. Mm -hmm. All right. So last question, the craziest business idea you've ever had. I've put that in there because I have no idea what's going to come out the other end. It could be something fun. It could be like, oh, okay. So have you had any crazy business ideas in the past? You mean the one that failed with the gay division? It, 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 could, or? <laughs> it, 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 yeah, it could be that, or it could be one that you're still thinking, man, I'd love to be able to do that one day if I had the time or the money or the opportunity. I wouldn't say it's a crazy business idea, but we've been throwing it back and forth as far as something that's really doable is coaching other entrepreneurs or other people that want to become a matchmaker and be their consultant and help them get to become a matchmaker a lot quicker than what it took us. Like, let us, I guess, help them become a matchmaker without all the nonsense that we had to go through. Just a shortcut mm -hmm. to make them very, very successful. I would love to do a matchmaking or matchmaker university 
that kind of stuff where we teach other young men and women how to become a matchmaker and have a very fulfilling career. So that's kind of in the back of our head that, hey, maybe someday we can be more of a consultant and coach to other up and coming matchmakers. Okay, so first of all, that's not a crazy idea. That's genius. <laughs> so that's good. And a lot of people listening will be thinking, why would you do that? Because you're going to create competitors. You're going to you know, get more, more matchmakers out there. That's more competition. And that's very limited thinking. You can do you can build an entire business on that. Right. Absolutely an entire business. So you can so now we've just saved someone's job. <laughs> One <laughs> of the two employees is like, okay, let, let, let me do that. So that could be an entire but again, validate it first. Right. Start off with a, hey, we're thinking of doing a seven day online training course and these are the eight, seven modules. Is this something you would want? And start doing it that way. Mm-hmm. And as soon as three people get the credit card out for 97 bucks, then you've got to go, oh man, I got to do this thing now. Right. So that's the way to do it. So that's a great idea. Don't think it's crazy. It's genius. <laughs> All right, May. So I've beaten you up a little bit today. I'm sorry. <laughs> no worries. Uh, um, it was good, good informational, educational stuff. All right, cool. I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad you thought that. So that's, uh, but I've enjoyed it because you brought up some really good things, really good stuff. So I'm going to turn it over to you now. I'm going to give you the opportunity to talk to our listeners. And we have listeners all over the world. I love, I was looking today and we have this, we have and this doesn't apply to your specific niche, but it's kind of interesting. We have currently four times more subscribers in Iraq than the, <laughs> than the United Kingdom for this podcast. I have no idea what that's about. But the reason I said that was you've got the chance now to talk to the world about what you do. So over to you. Okay. Catch Matchmaking is a boutique matchmaking company in Los Angeles. And we're always looking to help the men out there meet quality women And we invite any single women ages 21 to 51, 61 to join our database for free at catchmatchmaking.com. And hopefully we'll meet soon. Okay, so they can reach you on catchmatchmaking.com. Do you have a Facebook page? Yes, we have a Facebook page under catchmatchmaking.com or catchmatchmaking rather. And we are also on LinkedIn and we also have a Twitter account as well. What about Pinterest? We have Pinterest under Catch Matchmaking, and we also have YouTube channel with a bunch of juicy dating tips on there, and also a Google Plus page as well. Okay, so just finishing off on the YouTube channel, you need to let people know that you have that. You need to let them know there's 107 videos on there, and I watched one of them, and it was great. It was one where Katie was like, you know, something about tall guys. You said something about, you know, we all know, we all know you want tall guys or something. So, and, and that, you know, you're laughing, I'm laughing. And it, it was, it was kind of like fun. So right. that's it. You put a lot of time and effort into making those videos. So you've really, really got to market them and, right. and, and bundle them up into packages of four and five and six and sell them for 10 bucks a pop or something. Just look at the, <laughs> right. look at the content and say to a dude like me, Hey, if you're newly divorced and you're so clueless about whether a woman is ready to be kissed, watch this video. Right. Or if you have no idea, and I've seen some of your videos, you know, what to wear for a coffee date. Okay, buddy, here's a, you know, five things you need to wear, five things you shouldn't wear and make it fun. And I can watch it, you know, in the middle of work, I'm bored out of my mind at work. I can watch a five minute video. Oh man, I was going to wear flip flops for the coffee day. Thank God I watched this video, you know, so you've got a huge resource there. You really have. Okay. So 
again, I want to thank May for today's episode. It's the longest one we've ever done, but there's so many good things in there. And again, I hope she'll speak to me next time <laughs> I see her. But I've, I've kind of used May as a little bit of a guinea pig here. And the points that I've put across are not to beat May up, but to emphasize things that I want you to look at your website now and your lead magnets and your YouTube videos, if you've made them or if you haven't made them. And think creatively, think how you can use them, how you can single yourself out. Do a Google search for your main keywords. In this example, matchmaking Beverly Hills. Look at the other 10 companies on there and just destroy them. Just go through everyone and say, yeah, we can do better than that. We're better than this. We're better than that. And boom, and come up with something on your webpage that when somebody goes within three to five seconds, they say, I'm giving you my email address so damn quick. Here it is. And it's got to be a juicy, juicy lead magnet. And again, the example I gave was the one about wanting to know whether the lady is ready to be kissed because that one was brilliant, brilliant. Okay, May, so thank you so much again for your time. Good luck with the uh, ne- next marathon, half marathon. Are you going to do a triathlon next? No, I'm going to do a Ragnar race, which is in August. And then a couple more marathons are on the books that I will prepare for as well. All right, cool. Well, good, yeah. good luck with all that. I, uh, I, I looked at doing a Ragnar race myself, so it's, that, that, <laughs> that's a fun event, I'm sure. Yeah. All right, well, so thank you again. So just leave us all again with your website and the best way of contacting you. You can find us at catchmatchmaking.com and also on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Google+, LinkedIn, and Pinterest. All right. Good job. Well, thanks again, May. All the best. Thank Thank you. you. Okay. Bye, Paul. Bye. Okay. So there you have it. You now have work to do. Drop everything and implement at least one of the strategies you've heard. No, really. If you don't take action right away, it won't happen. Visit Paul's website at www.paulgwamsley.com for more free training and resources. And email him at paul at paulgwamsley.com with any questions or challenges.